I better crack another beer. That's the spirit. We're cracking beers over here. Hello, and welcome to the Last World Podcast. My name is Jamal, and as always, I'm joined 800 kilometers away on a second try of recording because I didn't press the record button, Ashley Hetherington. Hello, yes, I can see the red light is on, so uh, all that great content we can just repeat for the, the listening audience of, well, you, me, my mother, maybe one other person. Look, I'm not going to lie, I don't think we need to retread over um, our hairstyles in the early 2010s, but we can if you'd like. Uh, how did we get... Oh, that's right. No, Harry Taylor called it quits. Oh, he did. He did. We're jumping straight into it. Harry Taylor retired after a fuck ton of games and so many premierships. Uh, 200, 280 games. I would have thought, like, if, if it was in his body, he could have almost gone one more year, one last crack at a flag, and then hopefully get the 20 required to get to 300, but... Um, yeah, yeah, like I don't think Geelong are in a position to win a flag next year. Really? Yeah, I don't think so. Like they'll be, they're always there. Um, but like, unless they're doing something dramatic to catch up to Richmond, like Isaac Smith isn't the one that takes it over. No, but Jeremy Cameron might be. Um. Yeah, but my favourite news of the week is that the Giants matched his bid. And that made me smile a lot. I was like, you can have Isaac Smith. You can have the um, 32-year-old diminishing pace boy. But, you know, keep your hands off one of the better forwards in the comp. You don't need that. You um, say the better forwards in the comp, he's had an awful year. Yeah, I think, like, oh... Well, now that I think about it, I was thinking career-wise, but like he was on some pretty brutal teams at the start. Um, yeah, I think GWS's game style just doesn't suit a big forward like Jezza. Whereas Geelong's, when you got Dangerfield, uh, Gary Rowan, Metagola, Duncan, and that pumping the ball in, yeah, you can see how well it works for Hawkins. I think um, Cameron would do very well in a Geelong side, and I would, I would be very confident about him still getting to Geelong. What what did Geelong have to give up to get him? Because I assume GWS having matched the bid, they now have to trade for him. Yeah, they will. Um, unless he goes into the draft and puts such a high price and he said that no one else wants him, but that won't happen. As in, like the rookie draft, what Jack Martin did? He could go in the rookie draft or just the national draft, but... Um, Obviously, Geelong have the second last pick, so they would have to get. He would have to get past everybody. Yeah, which um, is just not happen. Because I, I mean, Essendon, Essendon would pick him up in a heartbeat. Who's picking number one? They would obviously pick him up in a heartbeat. Adelaide, but I mean, like his price tag would be so astronomically high for a twenty-six, twenty-seven-year-old. If you're Adelaide and you got to pick one in the draft, you prob- probably don't go for a twenty-six-year-old. I would think. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's just such a bizarre concept. I I think the AFL off-season is very broken. Um, between, I hate the compensation pick system. Trading, trading's fine. Free agency just doesn't make sense. Um, and like the whole, you know, entering the draft as a 27-year-old who's played in the AFL for what, eight years? That's so strange. Yeah, but... 
it is flawed and everybody like free agency especially everybody knew it was going to be flawed because it's just going to make the stronger team stronger and because nobody wants to go to the weak teams especially when free agency doesn't trigger until you're like 26 by that stage in your career you don't want to go to a side that's in a rebuild yeah so that's what happened with lynch he went to richmond cameron wants to go to geelong um and it's just going to keep happening. Those good clubs, especially if you're able to sustain success, like obviously Geelong have. Yep. Richmond have played in three grand finals in four years. So um, that's been sustainable, at least in the short term. I mean, Sydney, back when Buddy chose to go there, have been successful for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's no Jeremy Camerons or Tom Lynch's of the world that unless the money difference is so staggering are walking out of their clubs and saying, yeah, I want to go to Adelaide for the next six years or I want to go to North. Yeah, the money would be wild. Um, which also brings me to another thing. I'm not entirely too sure what the salary cap is, but I feel like um, Geelong are going to start losing players if they want to get paid. Yeah, and, and I think we talked about this last week or the week before. It, it's probably a little bit of convincing players, well, get paid a hundred grand less a year and have the opportunity to win a flag. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like obviously Harry Taylor's retired, Ablett's retired. Those two would have been on fair coin. Um, a lot of money. What do you reckon Isaac Smith's making? Uh, I have no idea because like, I think the salary caps are getting slightly smaller next year. So yeah. everything's a little bit different, which is why players like Adam Trelaw are getting squeezed out players that had such heavily back-ended contracts. Yeah, no, that's... Um, ah, it's just the situation we're in at the moment, which is... Um, the, um, the, the Trelaw situation is bizarre, depending on who you believe. Like, Sam Edmund came out today and said... Nathan Buckley called Adam Trelaw last week and said, the senior players don't want him there anymore. Why? What? I, I don't know. Like, Buckley's come out and refuted it. And it doesn't sound like a, like like something that would happen. But at the same time, it's bizarre the situation that's happening. Like, I know he's maybe not the player they thought they were going to get simply because he can't kick. Mm. But I would have thought he's still a good enough player that you would want him there. Oh, he walks into the bottom, you know, six or seven teams as the best midfielder. Yeah, the the only problem with him is his disposal. Dylan Shields the same for us. Like he bursts out of packs ten times a game, but six of them hits the opposition bloke on the chest. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, no. I was reading that um, Hawthorne, he was linked with Hawthorne, but then um, our football manager came out and was like, ah, probably not. He's he's on a lot of money. Yeah, well, that that's what it is. His contract is so heavily back ended. It's almost a million dollars a year for the next two years, I think. So. Sheesh. Um, and the, the other bizarre facet of it is that his wife and mother of his newborn child has just signed to play netball at the Gold Coast. So, like, if he stays in Melbourne, he'll be away from a couple of family. hours away from his young family, which is particularly, like, awful in current times because yeah. it's more difficult to travel interstate and stuff. Yeah, of course. No, and he has um, expressed that he does want to stay in Victoria, so it'll be... Interesting to see where he turns up. Well, he's expressed he wants to stay in, at Collingwood, hasn't he? Um, um, yeah, it will be interesting. 
I think he, he wouldn't be a bad fit for... I actually think he wouldn't be a bad fit at the Gold Coast, to be honest. But um, sort of with Matt Rowell and that in and under feeding it out to him, he yeah. could be that outside midfielder there. But um, I don't know, maybe a side like St Kilda. That's just, it's just oh, money at this point. And that have um, lack of to be honest, talent and depth in their squad. So, because like you can't see Richmond going for him or any of the big teams, because like A, they probably don't have the money, and B, um, it's probably not worth it, like dollar for dollar. That's true. Yeah, I don't think he's that superstar player that's going to allow you to top up and stay successful for a Richmond or a Geelong or something. Um, he's probably more suited to one of those emerging sides like a St Kilda, like a probably not Port Adelaide because they're they've got really good kids and their midfield's really strong. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I like him. Just as, I think as long as he doesn't lob at Essendon. Nah, I don't think so. I think we've already we've already got too many GWS rejects. I'll say I think Essendon are um, halfway to blowing it all up again. So. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit each way about how I want Essendon to approach. So, like, obviously, we now have pick six and pick seven. Mm. And by, for all intents and purposes, may as well have pick eight because that's it's going to be part of the SAR deal. Yeah. Whether there's later picks exchanged as well or whether it's a straight swap, who knows? Adrian Dodoro has probably asked for Jack yeah. Silva, all the Silvanis. Vizzy as a sponsor. Who knows? <laughs> um, but I think we'll get pick eight. So we'll have pick six, seven, and eight. And then in most years and in the situation we're in, I would say just take them to the draft and get three top eight picks. But this year is so... I know. It's going to be just a lucky dip because yeah. nobody's got any... Nobody's played any footy this year at under 18 level. So... Um, we're having a real crack at Josh Dunkley, which I think he would be very good for us as that in and under mid, yeah. especially with Heppel starting to struggle with injuries in the back end of his career. But Yeah, he's always struggled with injuries. Um, yeah, I think Essendon just need depth, if nothing else. Like, I feel like a lot of these bottom teams have some decent players, but there's not, like, a, a lot there. Well, we, we need a forward is what we need. Because, like, Danaher's gone. We delisted McKernan finally because he's a spud. But, like, James Stewart we have. But Jeremy Cameron would be great. I can't believe we didn't throw everything at Ben Brown, who today has asked for a trade to Melbourne. Um, Yeah, um, and, I mean, it's been Essendon's problem for years since Danaher went down. Yeah. We we get it forward, and unless we kick it to Tipper... Who shouldn't be a marking target? We just can't score. Oh, I forgot Tipper plays for the Bombers. <laughs> Good God, um, Cyril Martu. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. There's not a lot of. Well, <laughs> there's not a lot of good forwards on the market that want to go to bad clubs, and that's that's the problem. Well, I mean, Ben Brown's just gone to Melbourne. Has he officially gone there yet? But they're better than Well, he's asked, he's asked to go to Melbourne. I wonder um, why. 
Yeah, it's it's bizarre that North have forced him out. Like he kicked what seventy goals two seasons in a row, and then had one bad season in the hub when like his wife was struggling with the, their ill unborn child, mm. and all of a sudden no, out. Like he, I would rate him still in as one of the top key forwards in the game. I think like, top yeah, he's a um, like a not a lost type of player, but like he's your classic start in the goal square um, lead onto the <clears throat> lead out in the 50. Um, and he can out the 50, yeah, yeah. take the mark and then go back another 60 metres to start his run up for goal. Yeah, he starts in the uh, cheer squad at the other side. Yeah. I mean, he, he was slow to develop. He played one good game in his first four years, I think. And of course, that was against Essendon. I was there, you know, an elimination final. Oof. That was that was the famous Drew Petrie Frank the Tank game when he got the fist oh, popping. Okay. Um, I know he, he was really consistent for a couple of years, and I would have thought, especially if the rumours are true about us having a massive crack at Brad Scott to be our head of football. Really? Which I don't mind. I mean, that North Melbourne list was pretty deplorable, and they went to two straight prelims. Yeah, no, he does a good job. Um, who's the current head of football? Do you have one? Uh, absent. We sacked him last week. Ah. Yeah, no. A good, a good, good, good proactive move because clearly people are unhappy there. Yeah, no, fair enough. And if he's fucking everything up, then like, why keep him there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. So that's one option we could take is just go to the draft. But then... If we could somehow find a way to keep one of those top picks and maybe split one of the other ones for like a pick 11, pick 15 and end up with sort of pick 7, pick 15, Jai Caldwell from GWS and Dunkley from the Bulldogs. I think that's almost a victory. Yeah, no, I agree. And I don't think, um, especially with what we were saying earlier, um, the how the draft class is a bit mysterious at this point like i don't think you need to take shots on three um rookies that we've never seen played yeah and that's the like obviously the kids that go at the top end will still be quality but i think this year more than ever there'll be less of a gap on average between say a pick six and a pick 15 like i think the top 20 obviously are probably going to be better than lower picks but i think there's probably more likelihood for the like the teens ones to be as good as the early picks. Yeah, I think there'll be a lot of um, bargain buys uh, yeah. in the middle to late rounds. Mm. So, uh, but like, I think if we, if we add Dunkley and add Caldwell, like as much as people are saying doom, doom, doom for Essendon, our midfield's not that bad. Like Merritt is a star. Yeah, Dunkley's going to be a star. Caldwell. I know he's only played 11 games, but Phil Davis did say if he could offer a 10-year deal to one player in the competition, it would be him. Yeah. Like, that's how highly he was rated GWS. Jeez. Um, well, in there, pa- Parrish gets better every week. Andy McGrath is obviously a number one pick and is going to be a star. Yeah. He's... Sam Draper's a really good, promising young ruckman. Yeah. Um... So, I don't know. Watch this. Uh, who was it? Jeremy Hogan 
No. Jeremy, no. Jesse Hogan. Jesse Hogan um, put in a trade request, I yeah. think, to GWS. Yeah, to the Giants. Why? Um, he wanted to go back home. Well, Freo want to get rid of him. Oh. Yeah, Freo don't want him, though. Yeah, I mean, fair. Also, like, to what end? Like, I feel like that's just a... Uh, I guess if you're breaking it down, but that's, like, quite a lateral move. Like, that doesn't really get you anywhere. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, it, it's almost an insurance policy for GWS. They, they figure, well, we're going to lose Cameron. Because, hmm. obviously, he's got a lot of talent. He, um, If they could get him right... Um, it's a bit Danaher-esque, I guess. If they can get him right and get him playing good footy. Yeah, well, that's the thing. He'll turn up to the new club and then that'd be the greatest player of all time. So. Yeah, but unlikely. I mean, he didn't at Freo. Yeah, that's true. Um, what else is going on? Rory Atkins finalised the move to Gold Coast. Who cares? Yeah. Brad Crouch? Yeah. Um, Adelaide matched him, them as well, did they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, there's just a lot going on, and I half half of it, I'm like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. But there's a lot of moves at the moment where I'm just like, it's kind of just mid, like that Ben Brown one. I don't get that for Ben Brown, like unless they're paying him a bag. Yeah, I mean, I as much as I don't really rate Melbourne as a football side. If I was a really strong lead-up full forward, like Brown is, as opposed to a Hawkins or a Josh Kennedy, hmm. there are not many players in the AFL I would prefer to be leading out to than Christian Petrarca. Yeah, that dude, that dude is a beast. He's just such a jet and getting better. Um, yeah, it'll be... It'll be um, how long do you reckon it takes, if he's staying on course now, for him to be in... I think he could get to... Dusty light territory. Dusty. I think the most impressive thing about Dusty is how he never goes missing when it matters. Like obviously heaps has been made of him winning three Norm Smiths, but in all those finals they've played, and especially when their backs have been to the wall. Yeah. Like last year's prelim against Geelong when they were four goals down at halftime, he was huge. Obviously, the last uh, couple of weeks ago, he was huge. But um, it's just when Richmond really need Dusty, he always stands up. And he's a goal kicker. He's a wild goal kicker. He's kicked some absolute fucking bangers. Yeah, he, he kicks the hard ones, but he kicks just about all the easy ones as well, which is half the battle. And that's, that's what holds Dangerfield back. Like, his kicking for goal is real ordinary. Yeah, that's why I regret putting... You know, 25 bucks on my danger field bet because, you know, Dusty always turns up. I should have known that. Or you could have been like me and backed either Dusty or Dangerfield to win the Norm Smith. That's a good That's $4. $4. That's wild. Who else, realistically, who else is going to win it? Well, exactly. I mean, if Geelong played really well and Dangerfield played forward like he did, could have been someone like a Mitch Duncan or a Sam Menegola. Um, or obviously, if Hawkins has a day out and kicks six, but yeah, fair. But also, like I feel like the first or the second one that Basher Basher had a day out, 
Um, yeah, well, it was just my luck. I included Basher in my multi to get 15 touches, and it turns out he tore his calf in the first five minutes. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, Basher was good in both the first two, I think, but I think it was the the Adelaide one. He was really good. Yeah, I think, I think, I'm not sure. I think it was. Because, yeah, he was immense off the halfback line. And, like, obviously, Dusty played a great game, but, you know. Just another player to leave Essendon and get a lot better. Yeah. Shame, Bested only in that regard by Ted Richards. Ted Richards. I always forget he played for the Bombers. Yeah. He was awful. That's why. Yeah, that's fair. He wasn't great. I mean, he was young, but yeah, no, he was showed nothing. Um, but oh well, no love loss. Oh well, not no love loss, but no harm done, I guess. Yeah, no. You know, what is it? Get off our nerves. Back. Um, what yeah. else is going on? Um, see, there's talk going to what you were saying before about players getting squeezed out of Geelong. They reckon Sam Menegola might be gettable. Really. Hmm. Which would be a huge loss for Geelong. He was massive all year. He was great. I thought he was good, uh, good in the grand final too until you know, everyone just got ran over in that second half. But like, um, yeah, he had a wicked rise. Like he was playing um, boxer reserves. Five, six, yeah. Eight. And then I think he was on Frio's list. I think he played for North too. He just didn't make it. And then, I don't mm-hmm. know, something about Geelong. But yeah, he would be a huge loss. Um, I mean, it, it's probably just talk. It's pro- like probably nothing will come of it. But yeah. I guess that's got to you. Got to be mindful of those sort of things when you go on recruiting sprees. Yeah, and I think um, that's what I was saying earlier. Is like Geelong can't really afford to be losing too much depth because I feel like they're very top heavy. Um, at least in terms of contract. And then, you know, your Menengolas and your Stewarts, if they want more money, they'll they'll get what five, six hundred easy. Yeah, oh, I think you pay Tom Stewart whatever he wants. Yeah, oh, he's, he's back on. He's very good. Um, but yeah, no interesting times. I guess we've got a lot of time to ponder what what comes ahead. Um, who has been ridiculously quiet through free agency? Port Adelaide, nothing really. Nah. They're just, just going to hope their kids get better. Uh, and, uh, like, why not? Like, they showed great promise. Yeah. And, I mean, if... um, Obviously, they've been linked with Fantasia. If Fantasia can get his body right and um, recapture his form from sort of four or five years ago, he'd be a big addition. Yeah. Like he was, he was one of the best small forwards in the game for a while. Oh, Razio. I've still got that T-shirt, the, the, the Carlton Draft T-shirt. It's got uh, BT big head on it that just says Orazio. Classic. Ah, those were the days. They were I miss BT already. Ah, oh, no. I do not miss BT. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> Um. All right. Yeah. What else we got? Yeah, I'm not sure that there's that much going on in Footyland, is there? 
I mean, trade period starts, what, Monday? Or this Thursday, is it? Uh, yes, what's today? Today is Monday. I think it is this Thursday. So we can expect some big deals. Happening. Yeah, I would expect Saad to get Saad to get the Carlton pretty quickly. I think as much of a pain as Todoro is to deal with, I think he'll want to get that deal done early so that he's got chips to play with in the Dunkley negotiations. Yeah. Um, We've got Zach Williams to Carlton. Yeah, that'll get done. He's um, a small list. Well, cool. Who cares? Yeah. Um, although Hawthorne have put in a last ditch bid for him, I see. Aiden Core. Supposedly, one of the main reasons that he picked North was Reece Shaw. Oh. Who is now gone. Uh, he's uh, having a bit of a tough time, Reece. He is, yes. But, um, yeah, so Hawthorne have made a last ditch bid for him. I, don't, I have no idea whether it will be successful, but who knows. Um, I mean, there are a couple of big trades that we talked about before, the Cameron one and the Crouch one that'll have to get done. Yeah. That'll be good. Um, uh, well, yeah, Hawthorne just seemed to lose everyone at this point, but... Oh, you poor thing. How many flags have you lived through? Ah, uh, too many. Yeah, too many. I've been to two of them. Oh, wait. No. I love the highlight of the 2014 grand final was Ed Sheeran playing before the game. That was a bad. Those three grand finals, like, were just not like entertainment-wise, just not good games. I um I didn't watch the Frio one. I was on an aeroplane, but yeah, the uh, the Sydney one and the West Coast one were meh. Like it was good for me because like less strength, yeah. but you know. Yeah. What do you what do you rate as? The like objectively the best grand final you've seen Hawthorne play. In. Oh wait. Oh wait. Or twenty. The Melchesky one. I know you lost, but yeah. Well, I think that's one and two. Um, just because the games were good. I think twelve. Twelve was underrated. Really good. Um. Yeah, it was. Oh wait. I think oh wait's just like one of those fantasy. Cathartic. Yeah, like. Um, Stewie Jew. Yes, like Stewie Jew. Stephen Gillum was a, was a player on our team. Stephen Gillum. Um, yeah, you should have saved that name for later. I can name the whole team. Um, but yeah, like just you look at the, the Geelong team who are... Like if you had to make an all-time Geelong team, it'd be, I feel like it'd be most of that 07 through 11. Um, I don't know most, but yeah, there are there are quite a few of those players that would be in there, I guess. Though yeah. Hawthorne, same like Buddy, obviously Hodge, Mitchell. Yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, I feel like we just had a really young, um, young squad with just vets who were just there to, you know, put bodies on the ground. And then Stewie Drew went Superman. Yeah. It was really nice to see Croft get that in his last game. That was that was good. That was that was very good. That's that's how Gary Ablett should have got sent off. Yeah, instead he limped off with a broken shoulder. Which really fucked up my multi. 
four minutes <laughs> of the game. I was like, Gary Ablett, anytime goal scorer. And he pops his shoulder out. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I've already he didn't just pop it out. He broke it. Really? Yeah. Jesus. I don't know how you break your shoulder, but it was broken. Ow. And they reckon he didn't have a jab to get back on. Jeez. Brave man. Because A, he doesn't like needles. And B, they reckon for a broken shoulder, the, the jab does nothing. It's pointless. Yeah. I mean, still must have fucking hurt. Oh, yeah. You could see it. He was in so much pain. Um, but yeah still I reckon the greatest Hawthorne game I saw from that era was the prelim in 2014 against Port that was a very good game I was at that game and it was just unbelievable I was watching it on a V-line and I was like we're five goals up at three quarter time we'll be fine and then we really tried hard to Fuck that. Uh, the Burgoyne Cup. Yeah. Good old Burgers. Oh, he's got one more year. Is he going again? How old? He's Cameron Smith age, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's 38. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, he's, he's doing one more year and then he's jumping on the staff, I think. Yeah, okay. As a coach or like an Indigenous ambassador? Or? Yeah, I think it's an Indigenous ambassador. Which is cool. Seems very fair. Good to have, have, a, have we heard? Is Eddie Betts going around again? I think so. I didn't hear anything that he's going. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure. I, I can't remember hearing anything, but you would think there would have been an announcement by now. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh. The Bulldogs' search for a Ruckman continues to be their main priority. And they're trying to lure big boy McAvoy. As long as we don't give them big boy Draper in a trade for Dunkley. That wall. That'd be no. one step forward, two steps back. There's a, um, there's a few untouchables on Essendon's list, I think. Ridley, um, Draper, McGrath, Merritt. Yeah. Um... Oh, you'd think big boy is untouchable too. Parish. Uh, how old would he be now? I feel like he's played forever. 32, 33. Like he's old, but like he's the best ruckman we've had since Peter Everett. Old spider. Oh, you don't rate David Hale? Not as a ruckman. He was a great um, like ruck forward, but just for like pure ruckman. Yeah, that's true. Ty, did Ty Vickery play for you in the end? Sure did. No. No, I, I think it was Matt Spanger. Yeah, Spanger definitely did. I thought Vickery was there as well for a while. Probably. Oh, no. Jack Fitzpatrick, I'm thinking of. Oh, that, the that goal against Collingwood is one of the great... They had, him, they had him on the front bar earlier this year. God, he was funny. I pissed myself laughing the whole segment. He's hilarious. Good lad, very Alrighty. What else we got? Um, if you were the boss of North Melbourne, who are you throwing everything at as a coach? Um, 
Mark Thompson. <laughs> oh, the Iceman. He could be in jail within a year. He might be in jail. I have no idea what he's doing. No, he's got his life back on track now, luckily. Ah, good for him. Um, are there many people you can pry out of positions? Mm, yeah, no. I For mine, I, I would be thinking Voss. Yeah? Trying to get him from Port Adelaide. But other than that, like, lots of the, the those godfather coaches, I think, are over it. Like, Paul Ruse, I don't think, wants to go again. Ross Lyon doesn't want to go again. I don't think Ross Lyon should go again. I think he's one of the most overrated coaches that we've seen in a minute. Well, I mean, that Frio side wasn't an overly good side that he took to a grand final. The St Kilda side was a reasonable side, I guess, but... Yeah. Um, he, um, I think he's a good coach, but I, d- I don't think his heart would be in it. And actually, he's ruled himself out anyway, so it doesn't matter. But I, th- I think that'll be a common theme where um, people get interviewed. It's like, well, we've got, you know, you linked with the North job and everyone being like, oh, no, 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 no. I don't think so. I think um, it's a lot for a first-time coach. Well, I mean, it's a risk because they went with that with Ray Shaw. Obviously, there's um, other factors at play there, but that wasn't a success. The first couple of weeks weren't bad, but yeah, he did fall off. Um, yeah, the first couple of weeks last year were all right. Oh, no. This like, we took over as interim, but this year he... Um, I hear Brad Scott's on the market. <laughs> I, I doubt it's going to be Brad Scott somehow. No, St Kilda cleaned up when they got Ratten. Ratten's clearly should never have been sacked from Carlton and was clearly one of the best coaches in the comp, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, dumb. Like, well, I don't get the need for tenured coaches, especially coaches that, like, Mick Moltas was around for thousands of years. I think um, by the time he got to Carlton, his playing style was quite outdated. And it doesn't help that they have a rubbish list, but... Um, no, what what should have happened earlier this year that has isn't an option now, obviously, because they've re-signed it. But if I was the head of GWS, I would have been throwing absolutely everything at your coach. I think he's a decent... I wouldn't mind him at North, just quietly. I think he's to play for North. Yeah, I don't think he's the type of guy at this stage in his career that wants to do a rebuild. Yeah. Which is the exact reason I think he would be prizable out of Hawthorne for the right offer. And I think GWS GWS is the exact sort of club that has the talent and possibly doesn't have the direction. Mm. Yeah. Like even with the amount of really, really good players they've lost, I, there's still so much talent on that list. Obviously, Cameron takes away from that a little bit, but... Yeah. And you've seen what Clarkson does with... Uh, not underachieving, but just like pretty mid lists, and he um, he's got a great structure and great um, tactical nous. Yeah, because I think with with the talent that they have had, for them only to have played in one grand final and to have been embarrassed in that grand final is an indictment on Leon Cameron, and I don't think it's working. No, I I. Haven't particularly rated him as a coach. I really liked him at Hawthorne as an assistant, but like he is. As, as we've seen from the, the Brendan Bolton experiment, that's not necessarily indicative of a success. 
That's true. But Brendan Bolton did go 5-0 and when Clarko, um, I can't remember what he did, probably punched him drywall or something. Man, I could have gone 5-0. and Well, that's, that's the thing, and I'll say he this. He literally didn't have to show up and that Hawthorne side would have won five in a row. I say this with um, Chris Scott as well. He walked into one of the better teams in the league. Like, Oh, yeah. I think early on, like, his early success is probably nothing really to do with him. But for them to have sustained success and, like, to still be in a position where they're playing in grand finals and prelims now. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It's pretty but yeah, the, the people who walk into good coaching spots and are like, well, they're such a good coach. I'm like, I could coach that team. Yeah. But, I mean, can you imagine Clarkson coaching a club that has, like, Jeremy Cameron, Lockie Whitfield, Stephen Cornelio, Phil Davis. Tim Taranto. Tim Taranto. And, like, they just... Conti- like, there's still so much talent coming through. I mean, they're young kids like Caldwell, the guy that Essendon are um, supposedly going to get. I don't know. I think Clarkson could do great things at GWS, but obviously uh, Leon Cameron has the support of somebody because they've just re-signed him. I don't know why. And He's... by all accounts, doesn't have the support of Jeremy Cameron, which could be behind uh... this move. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. You reckon Clarko's still got it? Um, it's hard to tell from this year, obviously, because I think your list is pretty average by now. You do have a pretty brutal but list. I don't, think, I don't think he's in the category of, like, past it, like a Malthouse or someone is. Yep. And I think he's he's been so clever and, like, cutting edge and reinventing and stuff. I think he's would still be a good fit, yeah. I'd be happy for him at Essendon. That's... Well, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, he'd be great, literally anywhere. But um, I think maybe there's just... He's run out at Hawthorne. I don't know. Because... Um, yeah. Yeah. As I said, he's not. he doesn't strike me as the sort of coach, especially at this point in his career, that wants to spend a lot of time down the bottom and rebuild and blood youth. Which is why I obviously you probably paid more attention to it through the year, but he seemed to like resist playing the kids and still want to be competitive. Yeah, that was annoying. Everyone wanted um CJ and Cosy to play, but he insisted on a scintillating backline of James Frawley and um Big Boy McAvoy, two speedsters of the competition. <laughs> I'm here. Rumours swirling around that uh, young Jimmy Frawley might get another crack somewhere. Did he retire? Uh, he did, but there's been players coached out of retirement before. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. I, I liked Frawley, um, but he's just a bit old. He's a bit past it now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But otherwise, he might end up in the Ballarat League. Oh, that'll be fun. Playing against his old, old club mate, Josh Gibson. Yeah, but who's he playing for nowadays? Ballarat. Well, he hasn't played yet, but he, next year he's playing for Ballarat. Ooh. Might have to make the trip. 